Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Fantasy Consigliere Podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Chapin. This will be a very quick episode, so let's jump right in with the advice and analysis. I'd say the overall theme will be the same as last week. Continue to hold on to and or invest in the most talented players. The prime example for this week is Jonathan Taylor. He was the number one overall pick in most leagues. Is now dealing with an ankle injury, but there's no structural damage and he's too great of a player to not eventually emerge. The struggles in 2021 weren't as prominent, but if you remember early in the year, the Colts failed to properly feature their best player. A lot of teams that drafted Taylor might sit at 1-3 or even 0-4, so it's worth reaching out to see if he can be acquired at a discount as a high-end RB1. Indianapolis will play Denver on Thursday night, and for the Broncos' backfield, I'd assume Melvin Gordon will be the starter, and an RB2 option the rest of the way with Javante Williams done for the season, but I doubt he suddenly sees 20 to 25 touches, especially with his fumbling issues. So both Mike Boone and Latavius Murray are worth looking at on the waiver wire. I saw Benjamin Albright, a reporter for the Broncos, who seems to have a good pulse on the team. He predicted before the season that Javante Williams wouldn't be a full-blown feature back with Melvin Gordon behind him, and he's saying for this week, which isn't a surprise, Mike Boone will be the preferred option between him and Latavius Murray, but Latavius will be the guy to own long-term, so keep that in mind depending on what you need for your team. If you want to pick up a Denver running back and need immediate help at the position, go with Boone, but we have Murray a few spots higher in our waiver and rest-of-season rankings. Aside from Jonathan Taylor, the other big buy-low option that I'd consider is Kyle Pitts. He hasn't scored this season and only has 10 receptions for 150 yards, but again, the talent usually wins out. Rashad Penny was the main guy I talked about with this last week, and Pitts is too good of a tight end to not eventually put up numbers. This week, I'll take on a Tampa Bay defense that's allowing the fifth most fantasy points per game to opposing tight ends, and I'd recommend checking on Pitts, both in redraft and dynasty leagues. A couple of more guys to keep an eye on. Allen Robinson, who I'm sure will be dropped by a lot of people this week. It's understandable if you want to jump ship because Matthew Stafford continues to lock on to Cooper Cup. But Robinson has seen some valuable end zone targets, and the hope is that his talent will eventually lead to production. For anyone that watched the main ESPN broadcast on Monday night, Troy Aikman pointed out a couple of times how good Robinson's releases and route running were, and the Rams paid him almost $50 million to be a big part of the offense. The talent hasn't gone anywhere in my opinion, and he'd be a top pickup if he becomes available in your league this week. And another long-term player to keep an eye on, Trey Sermon. He looked good on his two touches in his team debut, and I'm holding on to him with a deep bench behind Philadelphia's offensive line. Miles Sanders has also looked very good this season, but he's not the most durable player, and Sermon has the highest potential as a feature back out of him, Kenneth Gainwell, and Boston Scott. Now quickly, I'll hit on three guys for this week that I'd be playing definitely in redraft formats, but also targeting and DFS play. First, Damian Harris, he gets that great matchup versus the Lions after they were just shredded by Rashad Penny. He should be able to rip off chunk gains based on how Detroit is played versus the run. And assuming Jonathan Taylor and Alvin Kamara play, both currently in our rankings, we have Harris as the RB13, and he'd be the RB12 if one of Taylor or Kamara misses. So he's a borderline RB1, RB2 play. Also at running back, Travis Etienne. I like him as a high upside flex. He looked good last week on his touches versus the Eagles. 
And now he'll take on a Houston team that allowed three touchdowns to Austin Eckler and should struggle to stop ETN in space. This is actually a matchup for best ball mania that I was looking forward to in week 17. But this week will be the first time ETN gets to play the Texans. And hopefully he takes advantage of the matchup and gets enough touches to finally break a long run and or find the end zone. And finally, Terry McLaurin is someone I haven't been super high on this year. He's a great player alongside of him. And McLaurin usually draws the number one cornerbacks. But I like how he matches up against Tennessee's corners. So if Carson Wentz is given time, McLaurin could have a big day, especially with Dotson dealing with a hamstring injury that could keep him out for week five. As stated, I had to make it short this week, but I still hope it's informative enough to provide an edge in your fantasy league. And as always, you can find all our advice and rankings at wolfsports.com by subscribing to Fantasy Consigliere. I'm Dylan Chapin, and this was the Fantasy Consigliere Podcast. <laughs>